News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, you may have read during the week in the Irish Times, Jen Hogan had a piece asking how do we talk to our kids about porn? And we're joined now by Stella O'Malley, psychotherapist and author of What Your Teen Is Trying To Tell You to discuss this very thing. Stella, I'm going to be very honest with you. I think I've been operating on a kind of an ostrichy basis of hoping for the best. And I haven't been having very frank conversations with my children about porn. And now I'm worried. Am, am I alone in this? I suspect maybe not. You're certainly not alone, and it's very understandable because that's how really we've always operated around porn because it was something that usually people came across kind of later in their teenage years when, frankly, they were just carrying out their own private life by then. But these days, because of hi-fi, because of high-speed Wi-Fi in every pocket of every 11-year-old, they're stumbling upon it much earlier, before they're ready. And it feels like it's not quite looking out for your kids not to tell them, listen, you could stumble upon porn, you might be looking for it, and it might come to you. And honestly, once you see an image, it can be hard to remove an image from your mind. And so just be careful around pressing, you know, click as such. I read something that you wrote saying for for younger kids, if they come across sex or if they, you know, if sex is sort of being discussed or if sex is is sort of presented to them, it's an icky thing when they're young. And it's funny when I read Mm. it, I remember that. I'd forgotten that because now I I don't see it that way. But as a kid, you know, I remember other kids would be saying, oh, you know, I found a book or I found a magazine. And I, I felt... It was icky and I felt it was a bit threatening when I, you know, I'm talking about when I was kind of 10 and 11 and, and things like that. So that is kind of how kids react. But but you you also said that, that they don't have to go looking for porn. Porn will come looking for them. Yeah. And it's, it's a key point you raised that it's, it's a creepy feeling. Discovering sexual images before you've had a sexual awakening gives you the creeps. It's a horrible feeling. It's the equivalent of how you or I might feel on something that's really, really distasteful sex-wise, like something that you just go, oh, aversion. And that's natural for a child who hasn't had a sexual awakening. That's their, you know, appropriate response. And so for them to stumble upon it is worse than for us. We just push away, don't want it. But they have stumbled upon it and they haven't learned, like we've kind of learned pretty much since the 90s that sometimes images arrive into our screens and we don't we don't follow it. We go, oh, no, 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 <laughs> I've been there and I'm not going to follow that particular yeah. click. They haven't actually learned that. They learned that on the ground at around about so we, 9, 10, 11. Is and that we what we should be saying that. to them? So, yeah. so we, should we should be saying to our, our relatively young kids, our primary school kids, our prepubescent yeah. kids, something may pop up and it's not nice. And like you don't have to open it. You don't have to go there. Uh-huh. There are yucky things out there that you don't need to be involved in that you're you're much too young and so, so is that where we start uh, the conversation uh, with them? Yeah, Don't look, but the key sort of point thing. would be the key point would be when you're older. You know, sex will be lovely. It'll be it'll be a lovely, intimate, gorgeous act, and it's like falling in love is a a really beautiful experience. However. Certain images, if you see them before you're ready for them, you'll you'll give it'll give you the ick. It'll be pretty horrible experience, and it's okay. equivalent of uh, an image. Let's say when you see roadkill or you see a car crash, it sticks okay. in your head. So be careful about following a link that okay, really isn't for this, your this eyes. Is, 
this is very good stuff because I, 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 I think a lot of people will kind of go, oh, I hadn't thought of it in that way. What about if your kids are slightly older? I mean, I have kids who are teenagers, so they, they are post pubescent. They aren't mm-hmm. at, at, you know, at the stage. I'm, I'm sure there's, there's been, you know, kissing girls or whatever. So, so what do you say to those kids? Because they're also seeing porn. Porn is also uh, uh, sort of circulating in their lives, and some of the porn we're seeing now, particularly that the teenage boys. Uh, and I don't mean to to generalize, but it does seem to be teenage boys see it more than teenage girls. Uh, you know, there's there's quite a lot of uh, aggression and violence and degradation involved in it. What what, what do you say to them? Well, you th- see, that's the thing. It's just like the conversation around sex. It's not just one conversation and it's over. It's it's a few conversations over the course of you know between the you know over the childhood and and the, and the adolescence. And so for, let's, let's say, certain age group, you might talk about the fact that the porn industry has really centred in on violence and sex. That's not where the fun and sex lies. It might be just a remark you say and you let it land when you're driving the car and you might leave it at that. It doesn't have to be an extensive sit down and I'm going to talk okay. to you about this. It can be just the odd, well-timed sentence that has, packs a punch. Where you say, you know, violence, choking, that's not where fun sex is. It's certainly not where teenage sex lies. And actually, the nice thing about sex is intimacy and being vulnerable with somebody and falling for them and having a crush, not degrading porn. And then you leave it at that. Um, I I have been operating really to reassure myself to some extent on, on the basis that my kids have seemed to manage to look at things like, you know, hyper surreal things like bullet train where there's kind of almost cartoon levels of violence and know that they don't go, go out and stab people in the neck oh, with yeah. a pen. So so I've been yeah. I've been working <laughs> off that in my head for porn as well, kind of going, they kind of get the difference between stuff they see, you know, on screens and stuff that they, you know, engage with in real life that they aren't the same thing in general. And And is it true that kids can kind of tell the difference? Uh, they can, but there is a difference because if you're, if you're a highly charged teenage boy with an influx of testosterone at 13 and you discover porn around about the same time it, it, it was very compelling for any teenage boy in any other generation this is the generation that has access to like no rep- repetition they're not using the same magazine or the same video a hundred times it's always new content it's incredibly compelling it's targeted there's an awful lot of cartoon porn out there there's an awful lot of anime porn out there specifically for these especially young boys who are contending with testosterone so I wouldn't say that's quite the same as knowing okay. not to look at you know it's not it's, not, right. it's a false equivalence in many ways so I kind of give them a hand and say listen it can be okay. incredibly compelling compelling. You keep on returning to it but it mightn't give you the nicest introduction to sex, this better introduction. Yeah. Look, this has been really helpful. I, I actually feel more equipped. I think I might have to go home and have a little chat but thank you very much as ever. That is Stella O'Malley, psychotherapist and author of What Your Teen Is Trying To Tell You. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.